Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Cubs have the time run on base, but lose by one in Philadelphia as the Phillies take the finale of the three-game set 2-1. to one. Anthony Heron and Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Happy Monday, everybody. It is Gabe Ramirez. It is Anthony Heron. It is 670 The Score as we hang out with you guys till 9 o'clock and we get an opportunity to talk a little baseball. We've been diving off the deep end, Anthony and I, and it really has been from a selfish standpoint. I just I have questions about the Bears and... I have my group chats, and they think I'm the expert. <laughs> I just have to tell them I'm gonna be on. I'm gonna be on the radio with someone that actually played in the NFL. Let me just ask him, and I'll get back to y'all in a little bit. <laughs> That's what, and and I feel it. You I know me. You, I respect that. And I do. You know me, and I you do. know I am not out here trying to act as if I know what's up. I be like, listen, I am voice of the people. I mirror what your thoughts are. And I, I luckily have access to the people. Mm. And that's where I come in. And that's just like true. our next guest. No doubt. Uh, joining us right now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is my cog to the baseball universe. Baseball writer. Just a good guy all around, man. Love talking to him. Keith Law. What's up, man? Where are you at right now, Keith? I am uh, watching the end of my middle child softball game. Oh. How, how old is the middle child, though? Give us ages. Uh, ten. I have 17, 10, and 6. Okay, Keith. And this is the 10-year-old. I got to be honest. I, I have two daughters, and mm-hmm. I've been – I told my wife, and everybody laughs at this. I said, timed sports only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, there's no lights at the softball field, so if this game hadn't ended, we had about ten more minutes. All right, there's a definitive cutoff time then. That helps. That yep, make a absolutely. Lot of sense, right? Called on account of darkness. <laughs> <laughs> now, so as of right now, what's the score? Like, is this a hotly contested game? Oh no, they lost eleven to three. Oh, all right. Oh, all right. All right. Oh no, this was this was not their best outing. Okay. This is an orange and popsicle kind of an evening. Now, Keith. Is, is Keith Law yeah. the type of guy then yeah. that still You've goes been there? Do you still go for ice cream afterwards, regardless? Gotcha. Come on, he's a good oh, guy. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't care. Right? No, no, no. I'm <laughs> not. Trust me, I'm not writing scouting reports off there. Yeah, <laughs> he's like second inning, caught the ball, absolutely yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, let's talk about these uh, these Chicago Cubs for a second. I know that's mm-hmm. what a lot of people are looking at right now. And you've seen like a a real-time transformation of the Chicago Cubs where they've gone from a team that can compete that can compete 
to a team that has brought up guys in Matt Mervis, Christopher Morrell, have dropped Eric Hosmer, and here they are in the present. Like, what? Who are who are we supposed to be seeing in real time when you're talking about the Chicago Cubs? Well, I don't think those guys are part of the future, but there's also not really a whole lot of harm, and there might even be some good in just getting those guys up to the big leagues to see what you've got, to see if they might be maybe extra pieces over the long term. For example, I would much rather play. I don't think Matt Mervis is more than a bench piece, Hmm. but I would much rather give Matt Mervis three, four hundred plate appearances this season than pay Eric Hosmer. We already know what Eric Hosmer is. He is not. First of all, he's not good. And second, he's not going to be part of the next good Cubs club. There's just no chance. I was shocked when they signed him. I'm glad that they at least were quickly willing to say, nope, that was a mistake. We got other guys we can give these at-bats to. Because when you're a club like the, the Cubs, you're not contending right now, at-bats are your most precious resource. And you want to give those to the players where, if nothing else, you're evaluating them to see what they might be for you going forward. Now, obviously, at the start of the season, Cubs started off probably quicker than, than a lot of folks anticipated. And then as the season wore on, now we see a ball club that, you know, just coming off a 2-7 and seven road trip, six games under five hundred. Which version – of, of this year's Cubs is probably closer to what you think this organization expected going in. Do you think the Cubs spent money and felt like they had resourced the roster in a way that should be winning at a higher level than they are right now? I think they figured they would, one, spend to just have a more competitive product, and two, probably looking more at a 500 season. And what are they, 20 and 26 right now? I yeah. might be off by one, but – you know, that's not that's within shouting distance of five hundred certainly. And they've you know, they've had some mistakes. They've had to get over, like I said, giving at bats away to to Eric Hosmer. They've gotten very disappointing performance from Jameson Tyon, a signing I liked at the time, but he's just he has not been good at all. It's gonna take, you know, probably at least half a season to get to a point where you're comfortable drawing a bigger conclusion based on the record. You know, if they're like I said, twenty and twenty six, that's not that far from five hundred. I don't think they're that far off from the club they were expected to be they might be slightly underperforming but that's a long way of saying i don't think they're as good as they looked in april i don't think they're as bad as they looked the last couple of weeks we're talking to keith law here on 670 the score i'm gabe ramirez he's anthony heron and i think you're right right when you're talking about the cubs and expectations when i talk to some cubs fans and i'm trying to cheer them up keith i'm like you're 20 and 26 like as a Sox fan i would love to be in that place but it seems as though there are some components that you can point to that are that, that, that have an optimistic outlook. What what are those for you when you look at the Chicago Cubs team? Well, you know, stealing Stroman right there is a pretty strong start to the rotation. Um, and for, you know, Justin Steele's the best homegrown starter they've developed in forever, right? Unless you want to count Kyle Hendricks, who they got was he was still a low minor leaguer. It's been a really long time since they developed certainly since they drafted and developed a quality starter of their own. So, you know, you've got him. You've got Nico Horner, who looks like a homegrown, if not a star, something very close to it. I think you've seen some of the good of Dansby Swanson. Uh, I think there's a lot of good things going on with this Cubs roster. It's just nowhere close to kind of where it needs to be. There is a lot of talent in this system at low A, high A, double A. When those guys get to the big leagues, they will – supplement the guys I was just talking about. And then you're thinking in terms of, can this team win the division? I think the the starting pitching 
is probably a good microcosm of the point that you were making a little while ago, Keith, just in, in relation to the the way that things have ebbed and flowed throughout the season and perhaps, you know, for stretches of the year, the Cubs played over their head. I'm wondering specifically with Marcus Stroman because he feels like one of those guys to me that's that's maybe in a bit of limbo as it relates to whether or not he can truly be a part of a, of a winning, a high-level winning future for the Cubs being in his early 30s right now. Do you see Marcus Stroman being a guy who can stay with the Cubs long term? And there's one more year on his deal? Is that correct? That's like correct. If they were willing to go to him and tack on, say, two more years, you know, assuming the money were right and both sides were willing, then yes, absolutely. I wouldn't give say give this guy five, six years, because I wouldn't say that about any starting pitcher, really. I mean, the starting pitching, you just look at long-term deals that have been handed out to starting pitchers, and they're you know, extremely high risk. And whereas, you know, I thought that when the Cubs gave him that deal, that three-year deal, I thought it was great. It's worked out really well so far. He's healthy. He's pitching extremely well. I would be willing to say, hey, can we tack on another two years? So you're still here when that wave of talent, most of which, by the way, is on the position player side, starts to arrive out of the minor. Keith, I'm looking at the Sox game today, and they did a bullpen game today. Had Jimmy Lambert pitching for one inning, started off. Jesse Salton's getting in five. When you look at the Sox team and, you know, just on service level, right, Mm -hmm. like who they are, what they've been able to do, who they've been able to be and lose to, like do you look at them as just a team that's just like a gnat in Major League Baseball, or do you look at them (laughs) as like a a bee that can sting someone ultimately by the end of the year? They're, this is not a good team. I mean, they, they need to start looking at who are the players they'll be trading as they get into late July. Ouch! They had a, they had a window. The pandemic did not help matters. The manager who they had also did not help matters, and I think they kind of underperformed, and it's probably a point where they need to say, look, what can we get, say, for Lucas Giolito, who could be one of the most valuable players put on the trade market. Um, but also I think they've got to look, sort of within as some of their players too. They've had players come out of the system. Andrew Vaughn, who I loved in college, third pick in the draft, he hasn't really been the player we thought. Luis Robert has been good, flashes excellence, flashes superstar skills, but he hasn't fully developed. Oscar Colas, obviously, was just one trial so far, but he looked very unprepared for the majors. And I know they've made a lot of changes in player development, so it's not necessarily about the current regime, but you've got to build and develop your own talent. And when you look at this, White Sox roster, I just don't think they have enough of that, and they need to figure out what they need to change for the next wave as they start to bring in more young talent through what I assume will be a busy trade deadline. And Keith, what the the city of Chicago kind of on the whole went through, Gabe and I were talking about this a little bit earlier in the show, where on the north side, the Cubs, that they tore it down, built it back up, Mm -hmm. kind of felt like they hit on every prospect, but then kind of quickly after the World Series, the conversation got real tense about, well, who are you going to extend? Who's going to be here long term? Who's earning, you know, that that big contract? And then it, you know, kind of fizzled the several seasons after that. The approach that the Sox took was universally praised at the time to just pay everybody in the minors, then bring them up to the majors. Now it feels like most of them haven't panned out at the level that was hoped for. So it doesn't feel like they're really getting a bargain on any of those guys right now. Is that the type of approach that around baseball is now a test case? Are folks looking at what the Sox did as something that makes sense or that they made a big mistake with? Well, I think it it comes down to the individual players. That strategy can really work. It depends on which players you're doing it with. Um, Whereas what the Cubs did, I think, is more tried and true, right? We've seen plenty of teams 
try to do things that way and, and continue to see teams do it that way. And I mean, honestly, I think what the Cubs are doing now is, is a little bit of that as well. It was two years ago. They traded all those guys, most of the remaining players from the 2016 champs. They traded them all for prospects and said, that's it. We're just turning the roster over. And now those prospects are starting to bubble up. A couple have reached the majors, but the really good ones are in double A and, and high A at this point. I think you'll still continue to see a lot more teams do things that way. And even if it means being conservative in terms of doing long-term deals with, with young players to avoid a situation like the White Sox where, yeah, maybe you gave some of those deals out and it, it hasn't worked out because the players didn't develop as much as you expected. Talking to Keith Law here on 670 Score. Keith, before I let you go and get back to your middle child's baseball game here, <laughs> what position is he playing, by the way? Oh, it's the, the, at 10 years old, they play all of them. Oh, yeah. It's one of those. <laughs> one of those. Everybody, everybody plays all the positions. Yeah, and if, you, if, if the glove touches the ball, it's a win. Oh, I like that one. All right, uh, <laughs> let, me, let me talk to you about two pitches in particular for the Chicago White Sox, just because I'm a Sox fan, Keith, and I'm just mm-hmm. curious about your you know take on these two. Of these two pitchers, who who is better, Giolito or Kopech? That's a good question. Um, I would put my money on Giolito because he's more of a complete pitcher. There's always been and probably will always be more command. It's a more well-rounded arsenal. And that is not a knock on Kopech. Kopech is it's a lot of pure power. Kopech's always going to miss more bats. And Kovac can have days where he doesn't have his best command and still miss a lot of bats. Mm. And that's probably less true for Giolito. But I would bet on Giolito, both in the short and long term, to be the more valuable pitcher. I'd like, you know, I'd love to have both. You could do something if Giolito were, if they turned to Giolito and said, look, here's five years, which is obviously more than I recommend for a starting pitcher. But say that they did that. Giolito, Kovac, and Cease, pretty good start to a rotation, actually. That would be one thing kind of solved. And then they could turn and figure out maybe how to get some runners on base every now and then. It seems like that's not a real strength there. But I, I will also, the one other thing I feel like is the guys with the command, the guys with repeatable deliveries, those are the ones I'll bet on a little bit more for the longer term. Whereas with Kopech, I will always worry that guys like that are going to blow out. And I know he's blown out once already. And it's nothing about him. It's just Throwing that hard does bad things to your arm, and when you throw that hard all of the time, it, we think it increases your chances of injury. Keith, this is why I have you on, man, because I am the guy that just be living in the clouds, and you bring me back to reality all the time, Keith. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us, man. Enjoy your son's game or daughter's game. Uh, and, yeah, exactly, right? Uh, we appreciate you being on, man, oh, as always. Yeah, my pleasure. Keith Law hanging out with us. Make sure you follow him at Keith Law on Twitter. That's got to be cool, man. You do your job and they just like take a phone call. And nobody mm-hmm. knows. They don't know. They don't, they don't, They're right. They don't know. They'll see features. you on the phone talking sports. You know, if anything, folks gathering around like, wait a minute. The, the, like the parents look at you like, about. oh, this guy's, this guy's important. <laughs> talk, he must be talking on the radio about some sports. Well, like every once in a while, if I'm in the airport, because, okay. you know, you have, like, especially during the yeah. football season, folks want to get you on the show, different different areas, and want you to talk ball, and, you know, I cover college yeah. and, and NFL and everything. But if I'm in an airport getting ready to fly to a game somewhere, and then two things. One, I'm worried about, you know, kind of some of the, like we are there, all, all the background noise that can be there that it's might annoying. disrupt an interview a little bit. 
but then also just the folks around me. You know, it can be a little bit awkward. You're trying to project the voice a little bit. You want to do the radio thing. Want to deliver good information. I'm you Anthony the- Heron. <laughs> exactly. Right. Going full on Ron Burgundy right. mode. But then also just trying, like having people looking at you while you're doing it. It yeah. can be a little bit awkward when you're taking like a legit kind of work or radio type call. You're making an appearance on somebody's yeah. show. And you just got everybody like around you while you're standing in O'Hare waiting to board the plane. Especially when you finish. Because mm. then you're like, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you very much as well. <laughs> you're looking inside and you're like, yeah, I was just on the radio, everybody. <laughs> this is going to be great. Oh, man. Baseball sucks in Chicago right now. It's not fun. It's not fun right it's now. It's not fun, and because you just want there to be something. Mm. Like, like the White Sox just swept. And you're like, man. I should be feeling good right now. You won a series. You're waiting on it to come crashing down. Then you swept, but you're not because you're not going to allow them to suck you in to the depths. Just when you thought you were out, Gabe. No. They pulled you back. No, because now they're losing 3 nothing to the Guardians. (laughs) All right. More Bears talk on the other side. How about that? Uh, We can talk about these draft picks. And if Javante Davis, actually, Dexter, we'll talk a little bit more about him and whether or not he can be the starting three technique for the Chicago Bears. Hmm. I have questions. We'll talk about it on the other side. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Anthony Heron. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Anthony Heron and Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Still three more months. Don't know how else to put it. Three more months before there's some football here in the city of Chicago. Preseason schedule came out, and I, I got to be honest, and when I saw the preseason schedule, I got hyped up, man. Hyped up because for me, like, okay, my order of operations in terms of sports goes Bears. The modus operandi. Right. Thank you. I love the I love basketball Should the we most. Translate that? 
I mean, we've been translating Spanish sure, the there entire show. Mode of operation. Uh huh. Okay, yeah. mode of operation. I love basketball more than anything else. That's my jam. But but football, like to quote Michael Jackson, "You rock my world." You know you did. Michael Jackson lyrics are deceptively difficult to get right because he's just making up sounds half the time. Mama say, Mama Sama, Makusa. Right. What is that? That's not Swahili. Because <laughs> you hear that's the, not any you, other. You hear the, of, you hear the you hear the like the little stories that like he's saying, I'm a. What I say, I'm a son, like some stupid, and I'm like, right, no, don't have, don't have Leo have to hit the Leo dumb button does, on you. Leo doesn't even know what we're talking about. Do you ever heard the song, Leo, or no? Mama say, Mama Sama Maku Sadi. I've heard that one. I've okay. heard that one. How does it go? How does cool. it go? Just the way it asks ah. it. That's all I know. But <laughs> I'm I was not got his ass. <laughs> Tell me how it goes, Leo. <laughs> no clue. <laughs> I'm just going with the flow here. You sound the confident right there. I want right. to make sure. Of course, of course, I do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that song. How does it go? Who hadn't heard that? <laughs> I'll have it for you after the break. I like that. There we go. That's the way to go. Uh, but anyway, I'm saying these these teams in the city, you know, I went on a, I went on a rant last week about AK being okay. And I got a lot of crap for it. All right. All right. And I was not, I didn't really. You know, we'll play on words. Yeah. AK okay. Uh-huh. All right. But I know where we came from. As, we're not going to live here. But I just want to re- rehash. This. I'm intrigued. AK is okay. AK is okay, and we were 22 and 60. We, the bear, the bulls, and the fandom, 22 and 60, in living in Asdom. You know what I'm saying? Smelly, stinky, and we were like, "What? How can we get out of this?" Then we bring in AK. He comes in and he gets the team over 500, and everybody's like. Get him out of here. <laughs> I'm like, what are y'all talking about? He just got us here. Mm. Give him an opportunity to move and shake. Right. Let AK be okay. Like, AK's okay. Let him. Let him. What I said was this, and you would like this because right. I know you. I said he was on the first step of the Euro step. Ah, I, I, knew, I, right, I, I know. Right, I know my right. boy. I know my boy uh, Evan here. Uh, I said he was, was yeah, with the yeah, yeah. and we didn't get him a chance to get him ah, with Exactly. <laughs> See, that was, this is why we do a show together. Because I knew he would like that. And I said, guys, he did the first one. You're like, travel. It's like, no, let him do the, uh. and nobody's letting him do that. He, he took us out. Let of, him cook. Let, let him, him cook. He got us out of Aston. Yes, he's in a corner, but. You work. You got a real job. I have a real job. Let AK do his job. That's what I'm trying to say. Your real job is slope his softball. But then you exactly. moonlight moonlight here, here and there at 670. What do you think they did? What do you think the team did tonight? Wait, so, what time was the game? The game's uh, 7, 8 o'clock right around there. Okay. Right, Here's so the they, thing. They probably First, just getting lubricated right now. <laughs> They're just getting warmed up. Okay. They might not even be like in, in mid-game form yet. It's a lot of errors. It's slippery out there. <laughs> But I'll say this. Last game, first game of the season, I showed up. I was like, guys, let me be very honest. I've been in this league for 20 years. I am not showing up to the first game. <laughs> I'm talking about something crazy. And then Kevin well, Lapka, Maybe they would, like, honor you. No. You know, some Stop. sort of like a, you know, a 20-year you know, anniversary of the, the debut no. of Gaudiel. No. I show, up, I show up in the chat. Here's my role for the last couple of years. I know y'all get an opportunity here, LeBron, Shane. man. LeBron been at it for Stop 20 it. seasons. The entire Stop. league. 
kind of so, shuts down. Everybody's honoring LeBron. Yeah. You don't know, you know. LeBron has a chance to win a fifth ring. <laughs> We've lost in the championship the last I th- two I years. I thought the squad had, oh, well, in the championship. See, okay, the squad Let me is good. And I show up the day of the championship. I hit RBI singles to take the lead in the 10th, 11th, 12th inning. And like they plays. And, and I just. And after that, I can't. 11, 12. How many innings? Is it? Sometimes you go in extras. Oh, okay. All right. I can't control what happens after I get a base hit. <laughs> I thought you were in left field, too. I can't control what happens after I catch an out. <laughs> I can only do what I do, which is why my ass ain't there today. I'll be very clear. You can listen to them talk between two and six about whatever, whatever they want to talk about. But I'm here to tell you as a. 20-year veteran in the radio station softball vet. game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get it in. Uh-huh. The Crash Davis of where, where you guys play at. You played a little bit of football. <laughs> you played a little bit of NFL. Right. Ask me about 16-inch softball for my dub. Anyway, all right. Let's get back to some serious stuff. I sound like a fool, right? <laughs> I sound like a fool. All right. I do have serious questions. Ants. Because we are going to go into this season, you and I, we are going to be talking on Fox 32. And week one versus the Packers. Did you just break news, by the way? Like, are they supposed to put a press release out or anything? I mean, folks have been watching us the last few years, so I guess we can just assume. Or they can just assume it's going to keep hey, happening. But It's happening until it ain't happening. Yeah, I'm with that. So I'm, okay. I'm here. And it's called Bears Unleashed, whatever. It is. For now. <laughs> For now. <laughs> so week one. <laughs> We go into talking about the Packers and the storyline, right? Mm-hmm. Justin Fields, Jordan Love. The latest uh, pre- predictor, whatever I saw, had mm-hmm. it was Vikings, Lions, Packers, Bears. Oh, that stung you. You see my big eyes? <laughs> because I thought to myself, how? You see For my big Week eyes. one. <laughs> week one. We're whooping that ass. <laughs> like, how are we not in how are we in last place? And we're whooping on the Packers. So I guess my, my question to you is twofold. Is Justin Fields better than Jordan Love? Yes. And question two is if not, <laughs> how do the Packers beat the Bears in week mm, one? Okay. How are we how are we less than if if Justin Fields is better? than Jordan Love. So with Green Bay, because the feeling is that Aaron Rodgers did so much to boost up a squad that was largely unproven aside from Aaron Rodgers, you watch last season play and you think, all right, that's the worst version of Aaron Rodgers we've ever seen. And it also showed the the frailty in a lot of the rest of the roster. You know, the receiver core wasn't as explosive when Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing well. The running game after this offensive line, a veteran group, started to get more and more banged up. We've seen David Bakhtiar. It feels like he misses more games than he plays in at this point. He was one of the best left tackles in football for a while. He and a number of other guys up front just were kind of injury-plagued last year. So you've seen an offensive line that didn't play at the level they had, been a receiver core that was depleted of talent with no Devontae Adams, who was really kind of their main weapon anyway before that. Now, Christian Watson, as the season went on, Look like a guy who's who's got some game, who can develop into something, but he's still very young, and still I would call him, you know, unproven at this point for how level, you know, how high level can he reach? And then obviously the quarterback position, you got Jordan Love, who nobody really truly knows what to expect yet. With that as the case, though, you have had three decades 
of Hall of Fame level quarterback play with that one franchise. It would be shocking. It would be beyond shocking if you continued to get high level quarterback play there again. So you got one part of the the conversation, those evaluating Green Bay saying, you know what? We just we know what the Packers quarterback position has always been. We know what Matt LaFleur was doing with Aaron Rodgers, so they're still going to be fine. You got a, a running game you can lean on, a veteran offensive line. Maybe it doesn't even matter what Jordan Love does. You got the other side of the conversation saying, no, he's going to be garbage because you've had a Hall of Famer at that position Statistically for speaking, longer than a lot of football right. fans have been alive. And so there's just no way for a lot of folks to anticipate that you could continue to get that yet again. So, I mean – you know, are the Bears going to be better than Green Bay? I think I think Justin Fields will be better than Jordan Love. Yeah. But the rest of the franchise, top to bottom, Green Bay has always won. They've they've you know always is a broad statement. Always, but but when you think about it, man, literally I mean, yeah, always for the majority of our lifetimes. You know, mm-hmm. you you mentioned the the Magic Man last time we were on together. I mean, you know, aside from a, a brief stretch there, man, Green Bay has always been legit, and the Bears can't say the same. He's Anthony Heron. I'm Gabe Ramirez. When like, you've played in the NFL, so I feel like you were able to differentiate the deviation between certain positions in you the NFL. You went deviation instead of iteration that time. You're switching it deviation. up. Deviation. Keep them guessing. Uh, uh, I, Switch it on. My, Flip my, mode. My degree is in econ. I love numbers. Flip mode is the greatest. So I'm really thinking about deviation because <laughs> it's <laughs> – it's detrimental to my family. Leo Stoddard, who was the leader of the flip mode squad? Go. Zero idea. I don't know what any Bust of Bust the Come on. As I come by, I'm not just come by. Hella, hella, come by. All right. So. Just hit Leo with a pop quiz every once in a while. I like it. Something that I happened like before it. he was did, alive. Did you write down Buster Rhymes so that you know the answer next time when we come back on you? Um. So did you see his eyes? You saw me look at your big eyes. Yeah. Moment. I just shouted his name. He's like, "Damn, they put me on the radio for this." I'm trying to get my shine on. Not, my bad, Leo. Not this. Um, so when we are talking about deviation, right? The difference mm-hmm. between A and B, and when we're looking at, you know, the Packers and the Bears quarterback situation, right? And like you've seen. Your fair share, Mike Vicks, you've seen your fair share of quarterbacks in the NFL, and you know what that deviation looks like. Mm. So we as Bears fans, to your point, we are tainted. We feel as though, you want to know who the biggest believer is? No, 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 seriously, seriously, seriously. I'm with you. You know who the biggest believer is when asking whether or not the Green Bay Packers can put forth another Hall of Fame quarterback. It's not even the Packers fans. It's the Bears fans. We are oh, fearful. I like that game. I we like are that. fearful mm-hmm. of it because we've grown up in it. We yeah. know nothing else. Traumatized. All we know is that whoever you have under center has spent a couple of years under a Hall of Fame quarterback, yep. and they know nothing but domination over mm-hmm. not only the Bears but the entire NFL. So my question to you again is, what is that deviation between amazing quarterback and, you know, rookie or second-year guy that we're not, like, again, we're fearful of it. We, yeah. think it. we think there's zero deviation. And the way it's happening adds to that fear. You think about how familiar this entire situation is versus what happened when Brett Favre was on his way. You had multiple seasons of a telenovela playing out there 
in Green Bay, Wisconsin, with, you know, is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Is he going to retire? Now, Favre definitely wasn't a guy anybody thought was ever going to host Jeopardy, but you figure maybe he's just going to ride off into the sunset with his Wranglers or something like that. And the same thing took place for multiple seasons with Aaron Rodgers. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Is he going to retire? Is he going to host a game show? And then, oh, by the way, we've drafted your replacement Uh. who's been sitting here watching you cook. For the last couple of years, literally, here, you look like you're aging. You're definitely not the guy you used to be, but you've done so much for this franchise. You've set records. You've won games. You got a Super Bowl ring. And now, finally, he's on the way out. And, oh, by the way, he goes to the exact same franchise huh. that Brett Favre went to immediately when he left Green Bay. The only thing that's going to happen now is he's going to tear his biceps tendon just like Brett Favre did. And then oh, a I year from so. now, when Corey the Vikings Woon, Corey Woon's going to sack him. Hey, man, get Corey, get Corey on the field right now. And you, you see all Corey's workout videos. Corey yeah. can still get a couple snaps yeah. in. His spine may not hold up, but he can get a couple of plays in. So you're looking at Jordan Love, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, initial thoughts. I mean, do you see him? I mean, obviously people didn't think that about Aaron Rodgers after yeah, they didn't. Favre. It's easy to forget. People had no idea that Aaron Rodgers was actually going to be good, all let right. alone the best in the league for a large chunk of time. So what do you think are his, or what are the pros of Jordan Love? Really, All we mainly know at this point is still largely his physical traits. And those physical traits show up on the field. You know, when Jordan Love has had moments when he's played well, you're seeing a live arm, you're seeing mobility, the intangible aspect of that. You do see a guy who seems to play with a certain level of calm. He hadn't performed consistently at a high level, but he hadn't played a lot of football. And again, by comparison, Aaron Rodgers, in a couple of years, we got like a little bit of run when Favre was in and out of the lineup a little bit. You saw some of the physical traits there, but you didn't see a guy who was playing at a high level who seemed to be you know, the, the maestro that he turned into, yeah. just controlling all aspects of the game and, and the, the mental and physical coming together at such a high level. So I'm, I'm definitely not counting Jordan Love out, man. Did you feel like you learned, like, let, let's, let's, let's stick to Aaron Rodgers. Let's, let's mm-hmm. not even skip over to Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Clearly... There were things, even as a casual fan like myself, where I saw that were similar, you know, things that 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 Brett Favre did that Aaron Rodgers did, specifically the the pump fake, you yeah. know. Right. Hey, I'm gonna hand off to this guy, but I'm still gonna th- pretend like I'm throwing it over the top. I saw Brett Favre do that all the time. Mm. And I'm like, damn, these guys are doing the same exact thing. <laughs> and it's working. It is working. Right? Yeah. So for you as a former NFL vet, when you like, how much are people really taking from others in front of them? Like, is it or does it depend on your personality where you are willing to take? Like, what what is that like? What that that part of it? Jordan Love is is to me similar enough physically to an Aaron Rodgers, just like Aaron Rodgers was similar mm. enough physically to Brett Favre to try and begin to take on some of those mannerisms. Now, Aaron Rodgers doesn't play the game exactly like Brett Favre did. Like, Brett was just full-on, you know, sort of caution to the wind, throwing the ball into traffic at all times, trusting his arm talent to be able to, you know, hold the ball and read a defense. And Aaron Rodgers was that early in his career. Aaron Rodgers was taking a bunch of sacks early on, playing the game more like Brett Favre until he got more snaps, got more game reps, and then began to figure out how to play it more like Aaron Rodgers. So I would anticipate... What we'll see is is Jordan Love, I mean, as, as odd as it sounds, even though he's an inexperienced guy, because he's watched a guy play with the precision that Aaron Rodgers is known for, I see Jordan Love as a guy who maybe, but my guesstimate is that maybe he'll be someone who's risk-averse 
early in his career because mm. he's seen Aaron Rodgers protect the football at such a high level where maybe Jordan Love, there, there may be opportunities where Matt, Fle- Matt LaFleur is going to draw something up, it's going to work out, receive, you know, Christian Watson is going to break open scot-free, but maybe Jordan Love doesn't go ahead and, and cut it loose and, and try to deliver yeah. the ball down there because he's he's a little bit uncertain. Am I holding it just a beat longer to make sure he's declaring open? That sort of thing because he's watched Aaron Rodgers, even though in stature and arm strength and mobility, he's been watching Aaron Rodgers saying, you know what, there's a lot of that physically I can do, but then trying to emulate that game because that's the version that he's familiar with and he's watched that for so long. My, just a guess would be that Jordan Love and stepping in the lineup on a consistent basis, he may be a guy who's going to be risk-averse early in his Packers career because he's seen a guy yeah. do it so well for so long and protect the football at a really high level. But Aaron Rodgers, because of that precision that he played with for so long, not only would he protect the football, but he'd snatch your heart out and put six on the board yeah. on a consistent Immediately. basis too. Yeah. Uh, that, that's interesting insight because the assumption would be you try to mirror whatever you saw that was mm-hmm. successful but when what you're mirroring is truly risky, mm-hmm. you then might deviate from that specifically just a little bit because you don't you, – you, as watching it on the sidelines, you're like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have done that. Yeah, and you know, Aaron Rodgers, as his career continued, he was able to continue to take pieces from some of his contemporaries. Like, it's one thing he learns behind Brett Favre. He's kind of doing it the Brett Favre way early in his career, holding the football – you know, attacking vertically on a consistent basis. Mike McCarthy calling him out in the media early in his career for the amount of sacks that he's taking and the amount of times that he's maybe trying to force shot plays. And then as he learned the game more and he's watching Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and some of his contemporaries, Drew Brees, do the thing where where you you have this microprocessor of a brain and you're you know manipulating the mm. defense pre-snap and knowing everything that's going to happen post-snap. And that was part of the evolution of Aaron Rodgers just in seeing how some of the other guys who were in age between himself and Brett Favre and just sort of melding that that Favre version of the game and you know, even things like the the snap count. You know, this thing where his snap count kind of mirrors Brett Favre's yeah. snap count in the way that he does his cadence and everything Very like that. True. And so I, I think that, you know, for Jordan Love, initially he just like, you know, Early career, people like me are like, man, why is Kobe just trying to, you know, dress like Mike and walk like Mike and talk like Mike yeah. and everything else? And it gets hated annoying. initially. Yeah. And then, you know, as you kind of grow into yourself and figure out your version of what greatness is, then you begin to do it your own way. And we'll see if Jordan Love does make plays and have the opportunity to kind of continue growing into himself, then he'll figure out the Jordan Love version of it. But he better make plays, you know, while he's you know, likely early going to be sort of emulating the Aaron Rodgers version of it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much time they give him. Yeah. Right, he'll he'll yeah. have this first year to kind right. of make his mistakes and such, and maybe no one will be too I mean, harsh like on an him. extension. Well, I mean, not a big extension. That's what I'm saying that's threw an extension at him already. I was surprised by that. Like, what's the, what was the point of even doing that? It's going to be interesting. And and again, uh, uh, Justin Fields doesn't have the luxury as to produce in the present, and we'll be able to see because as we are watching the Justin Fields trajectory, we will just as 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 energetically be watching the projection of Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, talk a little NBA Finals on the other side uh, before we get to her power to 8 o'clock. Uh, what does Ant think is going to happen with Mr. LeBron and such going they on grown. right now? They gone? All right. We'll talk more about that <laughs> on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And Bernstein and Lawrence Holmes, middays 10 a.m. till 2. Anthony Heron and Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. It's like you're listening to Vocalo Radio with this music right here. I like it, though. Leo Stoddard, our producer today, holding it down. You're what? a hip-hop head? I didn't know, bro. This is Busta Rhymes. I just searched this in our system. I had to play it. Call back to what we did. Don't say that thing. no more, bro. Don't st- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Don't say you searched Busta Rhymes. They'd be like, yeah. I'm trying to hit y'all with some realness. This is Brandon Fryers. This is it's his music bed, so I had to get uh, him credit, to give credit where credits too. Yeah, that stands to reason. I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going to power rank the most likely producers who this was in their file. It, 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 Herb Brandon Lawrence Fryer. is gone. So yeah, exactly. Like, got Brandon Fryers. Now, what type of music do you uh, do you play for the girls at home? I got to be honest, and I know you got you know your son. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this thing now where I'm trying to, and all you dads out there and moms that are listening. You understand that, like, at 7 o'clock, you probably should shut it down. <laughs> and so, like, what does that look like? If you're a good parent, sure. <laughs> Occasionally. <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, so I like to I like to break it down. And my go-to is either Drew Hill or Music Soul Child. Okay. So I am a R&B aficionado. I love R&B. Mm. And my daughter, shout out Whitney. And, and this is, guys, just bear with us before we get back to sports. <laughs> My daughter, like, she will start singing a song, like, any song and not even know no words. Hmm. Like, I'll be playing music so child, knowing she never heard the damn song in her mm-hmm. life. And she'll be like, right. huh, huh, say I love you. And I'll be like, baby girl, <laughs> now you know you never heard the song in your life. But I rock with you. Uh-huh. you. Yeah. So uh-huh. so they like to dance. They like to to do the thing. How about you? Do you do you ever like, you know what I'm saying, like shut it down and play some music? Yeah. We I mean, honestly, throughout the day we'll we'll put something on because my, my son yeah. is a live wire, man. Oh. So we'll even just put some music on just so there's some background noise, just some stimulus, because we don't really turn the TV on a lot during the week. And then when we're just at the house though, and if it's too quiet, then he's more likely to really get yeah. revved up just to make noise because he likes noise. Okay. So we we'll usually have some music on in the background. He's big into like Leon Bridges. Love Leon <clears> as Bridges. As far as like something more current. But then George Benson, for whatever reason, man, when he was a little younger and we would start playing stuff, certain things would pique his interest. Love George Benson. Like, give me the night. And uh, I'm like, put the music in yeah. the air and lots of loving everywhere. So he's ready for that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's his jam. Um, so we'll play kind of an eclectic little mix of some old stuff. Some okay. more current stuff, you know, we haven't gotten gotten too contemporary with a lot of it yet, but no. usually still some, you know, semi-easy listening and R&B type of things. I'm the same. I do not play anything contemporary, even though I work, you know, at the pop station down uh, the hall. Right. I, I stick strictly to... So if they hear you, they hear you here. They don't really hear you on B? My parent, my daughters, I don't even, like, B96 don't get no rotation. <laughs> Catch me tomorrow. 10, 10, to, 10 to 3, by the way. Right, right. But that don't get any rotation. No. Uh-huh. We we play R and B and like old school. But her favorite thing to do, and it's like, so I spent the first probably year and a half putting her to sleep, and I would always sing music soul child okay. again R and B group mm-hmm. doing my thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then 
I would hit her with that one. And you, you don't think she's listening to it. And then all of a sudden she'll like, t- like if you were to tell her, Hey baby girl, it's time to go to bed. And you like grab her. She'll be like, don't, 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 don't. And I'll be like, what are you doing? And she'll be like, girl, I know this might seem. And I'll be like, damn, you, you were paying attention. I'm like, you were paying attention. So she's on that level now where she kind of gets it. And then she's like singing these like Barbie songs off of Netflix. Okay. Like the power songs or whatever. And she'll be hitting like the key changes. And I'll be like, you're, you're tripping right now. You're really tripping. Yeah. But, you know, the kids, they'll do anything. They'll do yoga. They'll do, they'll just, they're they are so wild, bro. It's like, and you know, man, you got your kids are, your kid is older than mine. So you you know how they are. They're just, uh, they just, they, 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 they bob and weave. Yep, you know what I'm saying? Yep. They bob and weave. Constant evolution. I tell uh, people don't have kids though. <laughs> is that what you tell? I tell anyone that will listen, Leo Stoddard, you included, don't, have kids. I like how you just assume Leo doesn't already have offspring. I'm not. I mean, I don't know well enough to just assume that. Leo might. I know Leo. How many kids you got, Leo? Seven. I got none. Okay. Oh, Gabe was right, right in his damn. assumption. I don't know if HR yeah. is listening. I'm not sure I'm allowed to ask him that on the No, day. we are. By we these are. violated we are. Zero right. kids for Leo Sauter. Let me tell you something right now. All right, my guy got zero. But let me tell you, Leo, don't do it. Don't do it, bro. Don't do it. It is so much work. It, it, that's the thing. People be like, oh, my God, my kids, I love my kids, I love my kids. This is lies. That's what it is. It is a lot of work. It is sleepless nights. You want me to tell me? Here, here. Before we go to break. Uh-huh. Leo, I got about 30, right? All right, cool. I, I'm sending my little three-year-old to bed. I put her, put her down myself. But, like, when you're trying to put them down, sometimes you fall asleep in the bed. Right. Been there. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> My wife got so many pictures of me, like on the couch, holding my son in one arm, and me just passed out. It's like drooling on myself. Ridiculous. So my daughter is potty trained now. Okay. So now we do the three thirty in the morning wake up. Oh. But she wakes up like if it's a damn nightmare. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, puppy, gotta go to pee. I gotta go. Oh, I gotta go pee. And I'm like, all right, bro, chill. Like I'm gonna pick you up and take you downstairs. We're gonna go use the potty. But, like, that's what I have to deal with. And then when you fall asleep in the bed, like, they assume you are their body pillow. Hmm. And they just cut it. Just don't do it. You're, if you're under 30, chill. So the main reason to not have kids is because potty training is hard. Main reason not to have kids because not, bong, bong, bong. not kids. The more you know. Not kids. <laughs> not kids is a lot of fun. <laughs> not kids is a lot of fun. Kids, happy, happy, right? Happy, right? Not a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to talk about something that is has not been fun for some of the Big Ten schools, mm-hmm. and that is the loss of millions of dollars. Millions, and they are blaming it on one person. And Anthony Heron seems to have some sort of soft landing. Got some context here for Kevin Warren. Got some context. All right, uh, what poo poo. Did he not get changed? <laughs> really? I'm going diaper. What poo poo did he get changed from Kevin Warren? We'll talk about it after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. That's good. I like that. There we go. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.